Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, COVID-19 by the numbers. Also, we take a look at good things behind the scenes. And the Trump campaign takes a whack at Jeff Sessions. Why is he in the race? We're not ordinary people. <laughs> We're morons. Ah, moron. I get it. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by my wife and partner, Susan Britt. Welcome, Susan. Hi, glad to be here. Glad to be here. Once again, we're taping at our family farm uh, outside of beautiful downtown Atala, right? Yes, we are. I hope that all of our viewers are at home safe with their loved ones and that you're all well. The bad news does keep rolling in. Mm -hmm. uh, the numbers this week are up dramatically from the week before. In uh, and, and round numbers, we are at some 2,000 mm -hmm. diagnosed cases. We are have had at least 40 lives lost. And the they're a moving target, right, Susan? These numbers are a moving target. They are. We were at day-to-day -day for a while, but now it's hour-to-hour. -hour, uh, they keep The numbers keep increasing and increasing and increasing. Uh, we reached some peaks this week of how many were diagnosed in a given day, uh, and the numbers are getting to be a little frightening. Well, they say that the best guess is that over the next two weeks, we will see a peak mm -hmm. in this virus in Alabama. Uh, you know, uh, hopefully the peak is not too great, but there are some sobering predictions coming out of the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation out of the University of Washington, which most everyone is using as the source for these types and, of information. And while these numbers are scary, we're not trying <coughs> to scare anybody here. We're just trying to make you aware of everything that you need to be doing to keep these numbers from getting here. That's right. This is not to alarm, it is to inform. So they are predicting uh, by the, the peak of this, Alabama could have some 303 deaths. Right, that's around about April 19th. April 19th. They are predicting if nothing dramatically changes, that there will be some 5,500 plus deaths mm -hmm. by the first week of August. That's about four months away. Now, and, and things that we've been seeing out there, you guys, I know we've all got to stay at home, okay? We've all got to keep a six-foot distance. That doesn't mean going to the river and hanging out with your buddies. Uh, that, too, can spread the virus. That doesn't mean going to Sam's and congregating with six straight people to stand in line. <coughs> uh, I know I saw uh, Oxford and Walmart. Actually, they have so many people that can go in Walmart at a time. <clears throat> They've actually taped off the sidewalk outside at six foot distances for people to be in line. As, uh, Keep this in mind now. As someone said this week, beer 
and the beach or beer and beer the in the sunshine does not, not cure kill. coronavirus okay no it doesn't so please keep this in mind this is the only way we're going to try to defeat these numbers that's right well and and one of the things that we're trying to do is you the people have heard this many times flatten the curve and what that means is that fewer sick people at a time right the fewer people we have sick at a time the easier it is for the hospitals to care for those individuals. You have to remember that hospitals are not only caring for, for COVID-19 patients, they have the normal amount of sick people coming to the hospital, and perhaps even more. The hospitals right now are in dire need of supplies. Basically what happens every day, the hospital staff goes in, they evaluate the numbers of cases that they have, they look at what, the seriousness of them, and then they look at supplies and ask, what supplies do we have? And some days over this last week or so, there have been days where hospitals have been down to single digits on masks, gloves, right. other supplies. So, and, and, and don't forget that the hospitals are not just treating COVID patients. You've got to have the same number of heart attacks, the same number of broken right. bones that you have on any given day. Right. It's just that the COVID-19 is overwhelming all of those numbers right, as well. Right, but again, the equipment is coming in, however, slowly, and there's a lot of innovations being taken mm -hmm, right here that, in the state. that are helping our state. Mm -hmm. But again, the federal government has basically said, you're kind of on your own. So Alabama's competing for supplies and resources against other states, more wealthy states, so we have to be more creative. But we'll get into that a little bit longer a little bit later in the show. Uh, we went and we looked at a number of states, California, New York, Connecticut, mm -hmm. other states that put a stay in at home orders. And, and basically, Susan, they're not a whole lot different than what we've got right now. No, because uh, non-essential services are things like gyms, bars, convention centers, entertainment venues, dine-in restaurants, okay? Those are the things that have already been closed in the state. Right. The things that will stay open and have to stay open are essential services like grocery stores, pharmacies, gas stations, food banks, convenience stores, delivery from restaurants will and uh, are remaining open. So have banks, local government offices. Right. This is not a complete shutdown of everything that you're going to need in this crisis. Right. But it's just in these other the, these other areas we don't need we don't have to have those. Right. You can exercise at home. Right. All right? So. Uh, you can you can cook your own meal or you can get delivery right it, it, these are not going to be those kind of shortages but right. it's just enough to keep people from getting in contact with each other and one of the things that people have to understand now as more people are staying at home is that delivery times are longer you may have to plan ahead this doesn't mean you have to store up on everything under the sun but it does mean planning ahead to make sure that you don't run out of necessary items now, the one thing a stay-at-home order does is it does have the weight of law, so mm -hmm. you can actually make people do it. But good Lord, folks, we can't be so stupid as to not realize that this is a pandemic health crisis, and while those make light of it, that's fine. It's better to be cautious and live and be wrong about that it was as big a deal as it is 
than to be a fool and be dead or kill someone else. Right. I mean, that's just kind of where it is, Susan. It is, and I want to add one more point. Please be nice to the people in the grocery stores and your delivery people. These people are working their heart out, and they're putting their lives on the line to make sure you have your essential services. Please don't that's be right. ugly to them. All right, you're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. When we come back, we're going to look at some of the things going on behind the scenes. opportunity for your success. Adding half a million highly skilled employees to our workforce by 2025 is how we stay ahead in Alabama. Our economy is stronger than it's been in years, and a skilled workforce is more important than ever. Things move fast, so choose your path. Your success is waiting, plus a great future for Alabama. Success Plus. Go for it. What are you doing today, babe? I thought I'd head down the lake with the guys, do a little fishing. Of course, none of us will be wearing our seatbelts. I'll lose control of the truck, wrap it around a tree, and kill us all. Okay. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Energy Institute of Alabama promotes reliable, affordable, and clean energy to help grow our economy, create high-paying jobs, and build public support for Alabama's energy industry. The Energy Institute of Alabama is the best source of energy industry information and how it affects households across the state, from convenient energy production to alternative fuels to solar power and beyond. Susan, it seems that, uh, you know, every time we hear things from the government lately, it's just gloom and doom. And I know while Governor Ivey's trying to keep it positive, so has Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth and, and others, it just seems as if there's nothing good to talk about. Uh, there is, however, this week, we learned of a few things that are happening behind the scenes mm -hmm. at the governor's office. These people are working tirelessly mm -hmm. on behalf of the Alabama citizens. I know people are awfully critical all the time, and even more so when there's a crisis. Right. Uh, it's always uh, easy to sit back in your bark and lounge and say how you'd have done it better. Uh, but this week we learned that uh, Governor Kay Ivey has instituted three groups. They're, mm -hmm. they're, they're led by volunteers, former CEOs, medical professionals, military officers and they're doing three things that are very important for our state the first group the sat group mm -hmm. which is a strategic asset team right they are tasked with finding supplies that our hospitals need masks gloves gowns face shields face shields ventilators mm -hmm. all those things are things that they are tasked unbelievably in these times 
There's a lot of scam artists out there, right? There are. I think we learned from their office for about every one uh, good offer that they get, there are 80 or 90 bad offers that right. are either scams or you know somebody trying to poach the market, which at this time is just right. Price gouging is not yeah. a good thing. But the the SAT group, they will actually. They, they filed, they chased down every lead. Mm -hmm. We sent a lead the other day on hand sanitizers. We did. We did. And uh, they chased down every lead. Then the team, along with uh, government employees, test it mm -hmm. and look at it. If it's right, then they move directly into procurement. Governor Ivey has streamlined that process so yes. they can make immediate purchases. It doesn't have to go through all the normal red tape. A second group led by uh, Secretary of Commerce Greg Canfield called BAMA. Yeah, that's and, Business and Manufacturing Alliance, I think it is. And what they are looking at, Susan, I think this is really important, is businesses and groups in Alabama that can retool mm -hmm. to do things that are, again, uh, needed during these times. Uh, it's like businesses that are, or large manufacturers that can retool to make ventilators or convert uh, I think they're doing now the CPAPs that they can be covered in. Auburn uh, University. Right. Um, also, uh, there's, you know, groups that are jumping in and making masks and, and face shields right. and other protective equipment. Well, I mean, Alabama Power has partnered mm -hmm. with uh, the University of uh, Alabama and UAB mm -hmm. to make the headbands and shields right. that they need in the emergency room to keep them safe. And, and while that's equipment they usually use for other things, again, retooling to meet the right, needs. Right, right. And then the, in this case, uh, UAB is supplying the material, mm -hmm. but uh, Alabama Power and their staff and the University of, 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 of Alabama uh, at Birmingham right. is doing the actual manufacturing free of charge. I think they're doing the headbands about 100 a day right now. Yeah, and, and the Something face shields like, and too. And the face shields. And uh, they, they use existing equipment that they repurpose it for other things. Right. Of course, you know, we've got a, a bunch of research folks that are doing everything from uh, molecular diagnostics mm -hmm. to uh, looking at uh, vaccines. Right. So the, right. these are very helpful things that are happening. UAB is in the, in the forefront of, of all of that too with, yeah. with their testing that they've been doing for weeks now right. as part of a group of I think 40 something facilities worldwide. Well and that's all all good news and things are happening quickly. Uh, something that is of concern is uh, the United States is just is about to release the greatest uh, stimulus package in the right. history of the nation some two trillion dollars. Out of that, uh, Alabama has been guaranteed $1.9 billion. Thank you, Senator Shelby and Senator Jones, mm -hmm. for fighting for Alabama. There is a problem, though. The stipulation with that money is that uh, cities in the state with 500,000 population mm -hmm. plus population get X amount of dollars. Right. Well, we don't have any. We don't have any. If you combine the two largest cities, Birmingham and Montgomery, you still don't have, have a half, a million. half a million people. No. So there are questions out there. Now, Greg Cochran, who is the deputy director of the uh, Alabama League of Municipalities, is working with Treasury and the governor to sort this out. The way the bill was written, 
the the states would would get the money, mm -hmm. and the allocation to the bigger cities would would go out. Right, but but we have 463 municipalities right. here that are going to need some help somehow. Right. right. And he's, what he's working on right now is to figure out how to get around right. and get that money to the municipalities. So right now they're looking for clarification and guidelines. I mean, it, it, you know, the estimates from what we see out there, see this money comes in as a block grant of $1.9 billion. Mm -hmm. They're looking to get a 55-45 split. That means about uh, a little over a billion going to the state mm -hmm. and some 800 and some million right. going to this. But how municipalities? That's easy for you to say, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> but anyway, that is one of the things that's going on. I'm sure they'll sort that out soon. Mm -hmm. One thing that's not going to be sorted out soon, and we only got about a minute to go over this, is the more than eight hundred thousand jobs. Eighty, eighty. <laughs> well, the numbers are climbing so fast. Who knows? Eighty thousand jobless claims this last week. Mm -hmm. The employment offices or the people that take these calls, the website mm -hmm. and all that are overwhelmed. Right. You have to stay at it. I mean, you know, there's a lot going on, but stay at it. And, keep calling, and, keep going to the website, just be right, patient. Be patient, and it will work out. The stimulus package does have some provisions where people should get mm -hmm. uh, help as, as soon as all the money starts flowing. That's right. It's problem. just going to take a little while. It will. But everybody is working hard. We know we'd like to see them do more, but these are some good things. All right, you're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. When we get back, we're going to talk a little politics. Hmm. Ah, that'll be fun. With coronavirus spreading, people at higher risk must take extra precautions. You are at higher risk if you're over 65 or if you have an underlying medical condition like heart disease, chronic lung disease, diabetes, or if your immune system is compromised for any reason. If you're at higher risk, stay six feet or two arm lengths away from others. Better yet, stay home if you can. The choices you make are critical. Please visit coronavirus.gov for more information. Hey man, what are you doing today? Um, playing the game. Thought I'd go out for a drive later, maybe. Text some friends while I'm doing it. Scroll through social media. Kill a family four and a half on collision. Cool, man. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. A lot can change in five years. Except those smile lines you treated with Bellafill because that's about how long Bellafill will keep them smooth and filled. Five years. Now you can always look your best without all those injections, appointments, and costs. Bellafill is the only dermal filler that stimulates and maintains collagen growth long-term. Now time is on your side.
Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Susan, uh, this week the Alabama legislature, back last Tuesday, mm -hmm. met. Uh, they came in. It was a very sober affair. Uh, they came in basically just to gavel in, set a date certain when they would come back and gavel out so that it didn't end session. Right. Um, they have to do that procedurally because when they adjourned last time, they had set the date and they have to come in and re-vote to reset the date. Right. They did so very cautiously. Uh, they kept their distances. Nobody was able to even hand bump or elbow bump or anything like that. They kept it very, very down the line. Very difficult for politicians. I, I will say a lot of folks showed up. They had at least enough for a quorum. Some of them sat in their cars and waiting to be called in if they did. But I have to give special <clears throat> appreciation mm -hmm. to Representative Steve McMillan of Gulf Shores, age 78, Joe Faust, Fairhope, 79, and Laura Hall from uh, Huntsville area, 77. They were there, counted and present and counted for. They were. They, if they didn't do this, it would cause session to expire. Now, they only have 30 some odd days within about 100 day window right. to complete session as it is. They rescheduled it for April the 28th, never happened. I don't think that's never gonna happen. I don't think Never gonna happen. Senate President Pro Tem, Dale Marsh, said that they had they would hope to come in and do two bare bones budgets, which is the only thing they're constitutionally bound to do. Mm -hmm. uh, Speaker Mac McCutcheon agreed with that, but also said they needed to look at what type of stimulus money, what, what they were gonna have. Because the budget's gonna be way down. Oh. Because the, the taxes, <coughs> the various things that we rely on, to keep the st state coffers going are just not coming in. They're not coming in, especially, you know, we're still doing sales tax and all that, but you got to think with all these businesses shut down, the tax revenues are not there. Right. Now, don't be worried. I mean, if they do let the session run out, they can sometime in the summer or in the fall right. call a special right. session right. in order to address this. Well, and again, they can come in and pass two bare bones budgets, but it's likely more likely than not that Governor Ivey will call a special session. I don't know if she gets it done this summer. It, we're looking more I like fall. fall. Like I fall. fall. Uh, you know, for now, big items like prison reform, uh, that's that's on hold. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's, that's a big one that's on hold. Another one is the gaming uh, issue is on hold. They may come back in a special session and reconsider both of those things. Uh, because we, we, the Justice Department's not going to let us slide on this, but for so long. Right. Because we, we're, we're under order. Right. We're under order with the prisons, right. court order. Right. And it's got to get right. done. So they're going to at least have to address that. And we also need to take a look at gaming revenues. Right. I mean, we're going to be broke. Er. Uh, er and, uh, you know, Governor Ivey and lawmakers say, rightfully so, that gambling money is not a way fund essential government services. We're going to need more than essential services yeah. going forward. So it is not outside of the realm of possibility that, you know, uh, you know, if, if we really got a big gaming package like Speaker McCutcheon had originally asked for, go, Where big, everybody's involved. go big or go home, not right. just the Porch Creek Indian, but the racetrack uh, owners and those people all need to be at the table. Uh, we've talked to some of the track owners. They are willing to come to the table. They say the Porch Creek are of two factions, 
and one faction would like to come to the table and another faction uh, does not. They think they deserve everything. Uh, I would agree with the faction that says they don't deserve everything because we're Alabamians. If not now, when? Uh, we should come together as a state, solve some of these problems without every, one, one group getting massively wealthy right. like the rest of the state does without. But we're going to have to do something. I think the most interesting thing politically of the week uh, is the Ralph race between Jeff Sessions and Coach Tommy Tuckerberg. Right. Jeff Sessions, former U.S. Senator and a Attorney General for President Donald Trump, keeps going out there, Susan, and saying that he is Donald Trump's number one supporter. That's fine. Donald Trump is not his number one supporter. No, anything but. This past week, the Trump campaign came out and wrote a letter to Sessions saying that he was delusional. Right. For to stop using Donald Trump's name. Right. Donald Trump does not support him. Right. He said that uh, indicating, they said that he's indicating that the president supports his campaign. They said nothing could be further from the truth. But, like so many politicians, Sessions doesn't want to seem to accept the truth that Donald Trump can't stand him. No, he can't. And he, he can't. I mean, it's just a fact. Everybody knows it. I mean, you know, to me, again, I think Jeff Sessions was there for some 20-odd years, and a lot of people in Alabama love him. But for the sake of the state, you should get out of the race. Really, why are you running at your age, and you already got a legacy, and you're doing it against the president's <coughs> wishes? Why do it, Mr. Sessions? Why not just stand down and save Alabamians all the heartache? That's just my opinion. I, I would agree. Yeah, it's Save just us some more embarrassment. It's time. We've got time. enough of that. It's time. It's time. It's time. Well, we got a couple other races that that you know might as well be uh, sleeping dogs on the porch. You well, know. what are they going to do? They can't yeah. get out. They can't no. shake hands. They can't go to no. the barbecue joint. No. You know, not I, a whole lot going on, right? Right, and, and not a lot of people are going to pay attention to them on I Facebook mean, and stuff. Barrymore is versing uh, Jeff Coleman. This mm -hmm. man, Jeff Coleman, former rep Barrymore. They're all down, uh, they're running in District 2. Uh, crickets. Crickets, same thing down in District 1 where you have Jerry Carl running against Bill Hightower. Bill Hightower. They got a little nasty there for a while, but that- That kind of calmed down after all this crisis started up. You know, which is a good but thing. this is not a time for political bickering. It is not a time for partisan grandstanding, but there's plenty of it. There's plenty of uh, it. You go to Facebook and and social media sites, and you'd think that, that we were in the middle of a campaign rather than a global health crisis. Yes. And uh, there's a lot of misinformation out there, and there's a lot of bad actors who want you to believe bad things. But here at Alabama Political Reporter, we want you to know the truth. Here at The Voice of Alabama Politics, we do the same. Before we leave, please stay safe, have courage, and have hope. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next week. You watch us because we watch them. <laughs>